Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. The Super Delicious Serial presents The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, defender of law and order. Champion of equal rights, valiant, courageous fighter against the forces of hate and prejudice. Today, on the distant surface of the moon, the Man of Steel wages a strange battle. A battle with the planet's huge flying mammals. We'll learn the outcome in a moment. But right now, let's join Dan McCullough and his young pal, Rusty, who's trying to work out a problem in mathematics. Two, eight, twelve, carry one. Oh, that's not right. Hey, Dan. Yeah? How many servings in a package of Kellogg's Peps? You mean uh, regular servings or that big bowl full you eat every morning? Well, half and half, I guess. <laughs> well, you can't figure that way, Rusty. What are you trying to do? Well, you see, I've collected 14 Pep comic buttons, and I'm trying to figure out how soon I'll have all 18 in the series. Well, that depends on a lot of things. Uh, swapping duplicates, for instance. You know, you got to scout around and find out who has just the right one to trade with you. Yeah, I know, and it depends on how soon our family empties each box of Kellogg's Peps, too. Sure, and from what I've seen, that's pretty often. I guess it won't be long. Boy, oh boy, I can hardly wait until I've got all 18 of those comic buttons pinned on my jacket. Well, most all the fellows and girls feel that way, Rusty, because every single one of those 18 buttons is a real humdinger. Brilliant comic strip colors on white enameled metal buttons that you'll have for a long time. Pictures of your comic strip friends like Lillums and Uncle Walt and Superman himself. No fellow or girl wants to miss out on a single one. And you don't have to because these exciting comic buttons are easy to get. You don't have to send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. They come only as exclusive prizes in packages of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. So hop to it, gang. Tell Mom you'll eat lots of P-E-P Pep made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, the adventures of Superman. Stranded on the surface of the moon when Professor Twiddle's radar rocket failed to operate as it should have, Jimmy Olsen, Poco, the little man who talks in rhyme, and the professor found themselves cut off from the Earth almost a quarter of a million miles away. Fortunately, they were located on the side of the moon containing enough oxygen to sustain life. But it contained other things, too. First, a race of peculiar moon dwellers, shaggy little creatures with monkey tails and human faces, except for their noses, which were long corkscrew-like appendages, and who evidently lived beneath the surface of the moon. Second, a flock of huge birds, almost the size of horses, which Professor Twiddle identified as winged prehistoric mammals who had vanished from the Earth millions of years ago. Attacked by the venomous birds, Jimmy, Poco, and the Professor were saved by the sudden arrival of Superman. As we continue now, the screaming, sharp-talent creatures have risen into the sky like a horde of huge black locusts to do battle with the blue and red-costumed Man of Steel. In the rocket, Professor Twiddle voices the fear in Jimmy's mind. Bless my beard, elevator. Superman is no match for those vicious creatures. I wouldn't be too sure. He'll beat them off. You wait and see. If anyone counted Superman, there he goes. Right into the middle of them. 
Oh, boy. It's like it's like a football game. Maybe it's like a football game to you, but it isn't to me. It's life and death. Bless my beard, where is he? I don't see him. He's got him surrounded. Oh, why doesn't he tackle him one at a time instead hey, of... Hey, look, he's, he's free, he's free. boy, Superman, sock him. Bless my beard, yes. Sock him. Did you see that? He swooped down and grabbed two of them by the neck. He's choking them. Look at him drop, get her in doornail. I must get one of those wingman looking Hey, Professor, come back. But this is a scientific expedition. Come back, I said. Don't go out there. Yes, my dear young man, don't you realize those winged mammals are an anthropological relative? They're extinct. Oh, do tell. You mean they smell? No, Coco, no. Extinct, extinct. It means they no longer exist. They vanish. Oh, vanish my eyes. They're up in the sky. I mean from the earth. Oh, look, fellas, cut it out, will you? We're still in trouble, even with Superman here. He's having a hard time of it with those birds. Look at him up there. Well, you no All I can tell you is, if he is, and no one is. Look, he's got two more of them by the neck. Look, my beard. Wham! See that? He's using the two he caught to wallop the others. Oh, boy! They're dropping like flies. It's incredible. I told you he'd find a way. Look at him falling over there. Oh, Jim, this is great. Oh, you bet it is. Now maybe we'll get off the moon. How can we? Look at this rocket. Full of holes made by those peculiar moon dwellers. He certainly can't fly through space in this condition. Oh, forget the rocket. We've got Superman. He'll take us back to Earth. Look, the rest of the birds are giving up. They're flying away. Oh, come on. We're safe now. We can go out. Come on, Professor. Come on, Poco. Yes, yes, of course. I can't move. You don't mind. I, I'd rather rest and stay behind. Okay, Poco. We'll be right back. Come on, Professor. Anything to do with me, Professor Twiddle? I assume that's who you are. Yes, yes. Professor Timothy T. Twiddle, A M M A P H D. I skip the alphabet. Huh? Well, Jim. Uh, well, what? Haven't you anything to say for yourself? Well, I don't know. What do you want me to say? Well, I should think you'd say something after endangering not only your own life but my life as well. God. Worrying your mother half to death and driving the Metropolis Police Force out of its mind. What? The Metropolis Police Force. What do you think Inspector Henderson thought when he got those messages? Well, then, then the pigeons did reach the earth. How else do you think I learned you were up here? Well, you see, Professor, it worked. So it did, so it did. Well, to get back to the subject, why did you do this, Jim? Do what? Take this mad trip to the moon, this utterly fantastic flight in that, that machine over there. Machine? Machine? Mr. Superman, I'll have you know that is my radar rocket. Machine, indeed. Machine, indeed. Right now, it looks like a cigar-shaped piece of Swiss cheese. Well, the little moon dwellers did that. They bored holes in it. The little who? The moon dwellers. Moon dwellers? Yeah, they live under the ground, and they've got corkscrew things instead of noses. Got what? They use them to bore up and down through the ground. Oh, but they're friendly, not like those birds. But 
You haven't told us what happened down on Earth, Superman. I mean, about the radar beam. Look, my dear, yes. Why was it cut off? Did my assistant Gus fall asleep to lazy out? No, he was overpowered by two men. Look, my dear. They locked him in a closet and took over the radar machine. They evidently cut off the beam. I should say they did. Who were they? I don't know their names. One of them was tall and red-headed. Tall and... Dr. Mark. That unscrupulous villain. I suspected he was after my secret. I hope you dealt with him severely. Severely enough. Good. Splendid. Well, we're wasting time. I've got to get you people back to Earth. Incidentally, where's Poco? Oh, he's in the rocket resting. Oh. He was scared stiff when those birds attacked us, and I don't think he's recovered yet. Well, let's get him and see if we can pick up that radar beam and follow it back to Earth. All right. Come on. Well, what about my rocket? We're not going to leave it here, are we? I only have two hands, Professor. But, bless my beard, that rocket represents years of research. When we get back to Earth, we'll send a moving van up for it. Oh. <laughs> yes, yes, a very good idea. A mo- oh, come now, you can't be serious. A moving van? Well, forget the rocket, Professor Twiddle. Let's worry about us. You can always build another rocket, but you can't build another twiddle. Build another twiddle? What's a twiddle? Well, you're a twiddle. A Timothy T. twiddle. Bless my beard, so I am. Oh, here we are. Oh, don't bang your head getting into the rocket, Superman. The door's kind of low. All right. Uh, Poco, here's Super... Freaking lizard. What's the matter? Well, the rocket's empty. What? Poco's not here. Jim is right. The radar rocket is empty, and Poco is nowhere to be seen. What has happened to the fat little rhymester? Has he been spirited away by another moon menace? Maybe even this time, an invisible one? We'll return in a moment for the mysterious climax of today's episode. But first, here again is your announcer. You know, gang, you're missing out on something the other kids are having a lot of fun with, unless you're pretty far along with your collection of those swell comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pep. You're going to be out in the cold when all your pals are soon sporting their full collection, all 18 different buttons on their jacket or dress or cap. So better get busy. Get in on the excitement of trading duplicates, too, and comparing notes with your pals on how many everybody's collected so far. You see, these are speaking likenesses of your favorite funny sheet characters, done up in full comic strip colors, too. Bright and eye-catching as can be. And you know the best part is, you don't have to send in a single penny for these snappy comic buttons. Not even a box stop. Fact is, you can't buy them anywhere. But you can ask Mom to get you a package of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Inside every package, there's your exclusive prize. Remember, that's P-E-P, Pep, made by Kellogg, the greatest name in cereals. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. Poco, the fat little man who talks in rhyme, is missing. He has mysteriously disappeared from inside the radar rocket and is nowhere to be found. At the moment, Superman is winging high over the bleak, towering mountains of the moon, searching for Poco. While back in the rocket, Professor Twiddle attempts to console Jimmy, whose eyes are flooded with tears. Don't cry, young man. Please don't cry. I'm certain Superman will find Poco. If he finds him up in those mountains, it'll be too late. Too late for what? Too late to save him. So mean that one of those birds flew off with him. Oh, poor Poco. He, he's gone. He's gone for good. How on earth? I mean... How on the moon did he ever get out of the rocket without our seeing him? We were only a few feet away while we were talking with Superman. That's why I don't understand. If one of those winged mammals had taken off with him, we certainly would have seen it. Then, then what happened to him? He couldn't just melt away, could he? I would hardly think so. But then, on the other hand... On, on the other hand, what? Well, I suppose anything could happen on the moon. Oh, don't talk like that. We've been here for hours, and we haven't melted away. Perhaps we will. Perhaps the peculiar atmosphere here tends to... Oh, wait a minute. Huh? I thought I heard something. What? Well, what's that scratching? Look, my beard, I don't know. It stopped. 
So it did. Very odd. Professor, do you smell something peculiar? No, I can't say that I do. Oh, I certainly do. Yes. Yes, now I detect a peculiar odor. What is it? I'm quite sure I don't know. Besides, something's happening to me. I can't keep my eyes open. I'm getting terribly sleepy. Uh, so am I. Oh, wait. We better get out of here. Yes. Yes, we better. Please, I, I can't move. I... Professor. Bless my beard. Collapsing on the floor of the rocket, Jimmy and Professor Twiddle drop into a deep, mysterious sleep, almost in the twinkling of an eye. What is this? A new menace that strikes silently and without being seen? Perhaps the same menace that carried off Poco, or made him invisible to the human eye? Well, whatever it is, you'll want to find out. So be sure not to miss tomorrow's exciting episode, when Superman finds a surprise waiting for him. A surprise that comes close to being a disaster. Tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, and follow the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. Want to hear a scoop? A big scoop of Kellogg news? Well, listen to this. Kellogg's Variety is back. Yes, Kellogg's have scooped six of their most famous cereals into this grand variety carton. One carton containing ten separate generous-sized packages. So now it's easier for Mom. She just gets Kellogg's Variety, and everybody at the breakfast table can eat his favorite cereal fresh from its own box. Makes breakfast more fun than a picnic. Ask Mom right away to get Kellogg's Variety. It's swell. No fooling. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.